From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. Hello. Uh, this is the second part of the episode, surprise guest episode for David, where, um, yeah, Lol Tolhurst came on, who was one of the founding members of the band The Cure, who David... Uh, was and is obsessed with. So uh, if you haven't heard the first part, go listen to that uh, and then listen to this. Um, Cheers. Can I ask my other? I've got well. I'll ask my silly question after you because I'm. T- okay. uh, David, you're itching. How long have us. you got, Lawrence? Yes, yeah, I've got. I've got like five, five, six hours. <laughs> okay. I, I well, it's coming up to lunchtime, so yeah. I mean, you know, I've got a bit of time. I'm okay, in- I, I think for our listeners, would be really disappointed if I don't bring up my band. Okay. When I would. When I was 18. I've wanted to do this so badly for the last time. Right, what was your band called first? Cure number two. Right, the band was called... <laughs> it was named after an episode of Lovejoy, but it's sort of, it was called The Colour of Mary, which is obviously Robert's wife, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The interview is over. <laughs> creepy little so, man. So... <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, to be honest, you know. Okay. I'm you over know, it. I'm I've over known it now. Mary as well since we were like teenagers, you know, because I think she she came to middle school. So I've probably known her since she was 13. Don't tell her the bad name, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying about, when David was asking about how did you know, I really wanted to chip in then. When you were saying, oh. how do you know when you've got a, when you're a good, how do oh, you wow. know? Oh, wow. Sounds like you're on the attack, Joe, now. No, no. It's just because I know how <laughs> desperately you wanted to be. <laughs> Honestly. Just ridiculous. Yeah, grab the guitar, David. Let's do it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you will not... The, how much I wanted to be in a band at 18, 19, right. 39, 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this moment. Yeah. So I, um, about a year ago on the podcast, yeah. we found my recordings... From when I was seventeen, so it was, would have been, would have been nineteen ninety, I think. Yeah, and there's this one song called "Happy Happy Girl," which is quite cure-like, isn't it? 
Oh, don't. Isn't it? Assume. <laughs> don't put words in his mouth. <laughs> it's gone down in history in the podcast. Well, it, kind of, kind of, it has, you know, it's like that thing. I don't know if you, you must have heard about it. You know, the the AI uh, yeah. website where you can go and put things yeah. in. I the thing that uh, Nick Cave wrote about, uh, you know, people, people go in and, and say, hey, make me a song in the style of Nick Cave. Yeah. And, and then they send it to him. And he wrote this big article about how... Leave me alone. Yeah, basically, it's, it's <laughs> ever, ever, ever going to be like one of my songs. It's like this yeah. horrible pastiche, you know. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't mean it would have been a horrible Is that what you're trying to say pastiches. about Happy, happy Girl? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. I've just given you the yeah. title for the, for the episode, A Horrible Pastiche. <laughs> Shit. I never finished. I just realised I never finished my story about the beard. I, oh, yeah. I couldn't. Grow the, I couldn't grow the COVID beard. It itched too much, right? So I said to my wife, "Hey, I always wanted to have my hair a completely different colour, right? And and so that's it. Just bleached the hell out of it. Took about a day and a half because yeah, it's not really my natural colour. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm liking it much better. And it's yeah. befitting somebody in their third act, right? Yeah. How old? How old are you? Are you 63? I will be 64 in about. What's that like? Because I'm late 40s and I'm starting to. Okay. What's it like in your 60s? Okay, let me tell you what I tell everybody. Yeah. The 50s, my 50s was crap because I thought I'm not a young bloke anymore. Mm. But 60s, wonderful because suddenly you think, I could do what the hell I like, you know, no, yeah. nobody's got any expectations, least of all me. And, you know, I've still got my marbles together. I can, I'm still walking, you know, I'm not disabled with anything, you know, like old age and stuff. So it feels really good. And, and, uh, I enjoyed it, but my fifties less so. Yeah. I have to say. 50 feels like a big chunky number. I was talking, yeah. my, my friend was talking, I was talking to my friend about turning, uh, He's turning 50 in a couple of months, and we're sort of going, oh, what are you going to do for your birthday? And he just, he went stony. Yeah. And I was like, are you going to yeah. have a party or something? He was like, no, I'll see some. And I was like, we need to change the subject. Yeah. It was not a subject he wanted to broach. I was I was watching some of the, when the Cure on tour in the autumn, I was like, how are they doing this at their own? Yeah. It, yeah. Like, it looks shattering. Just jumping from one city to the next, and you know, you know, it's funny because you know, obviously, I know a lot of musicians, right, and I know a lot of different people involved. With most singers that I know, you know, as they get older and older and older, they they spend an inordinate amount of time before they go on stage, you know, warming up, making sure that their voice is right, and that. That last tour I did with the Cure, the Reflections, you know, which is like ten years ago now, a bit more. Um, I was amazed. Robert just walks on stage. He doesn't warm up. He don't, he's never done that. You know, he's just like that's it. He's gifted. And if I think back about it, his dad was the same. You know, when when we were uh, at school, you know, if his dad came to mass or something, and that it was the loudest voice there. Yeah, you know, it was always good, good to say. So some people are blessed with being able to do that. Yeah, is it fun doing a big? Big old tour, though, like oh. doing the actual show, kind of once you know your song and you're going, Cause yeah, everyone's loving We don't loving. like doing stand-up, do we, Joe? No. Like, like the travelling is kind of... But I like the idea. If I, if I know I've got a song 
that everyone out there oh, is going to go bananas over. It. I'd be going, here we go. Yeah, what is that right? What's yeah. that like? You've got a song that you love It's a belter. Everyone out there is a massive fan. You can see yeah. big air everywhere. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. There, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> big hair everywhere. Um, I, I'm going to ask you a, a question about your profession as well in a minute because this is always well. It doesn't bother me, but I, I wonder why. I wonder why. I think you must all be multimillionaires, and I'm going to tell you why Correct. in a second. Anyway, so um, <laughs> touring the best tour we ever did, like the best sort of stage thing for me, was uh, for Kiss Me because. We had this kabuki curtain in front of the stage. So when people walked in, they just saw a, you know, a curtain. They didn't see a stage. They couldn't see any of the instruments, couldn't see anybody. And I knew after the first show, every night we walk on and we stand behind the, the curtain and we start playing the first song. Ooh. The second Robert went up to the mic and started to sing, the curtain dropped. The place goes nuts, completely you're insane. In your, you're in your late 20s then. Yes, yes. Young men feeling... Yes. Oh, man. Feeling sexy. Is it fair to <laughs> say you feel sexy? sexy? <laughs> did you feel, when that curtain dropped, did you go, I am sex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit Not these drums like word. a sex machine. I had, I, had, you know, I had delusions of grandeur, yes. Oh, my I think God. they were fair. I think they were fair, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that was my... That's the, that was the best thing we ever did because I knew, and we all knew. No, we were all just sitting there looking at each other like, hey, here it goes. Wow. They're going to go troppo. You know, yeah. the and was it yeah. around that time that the popularity of The Cure was really building with that album? Yes. Yeah, and the one before, yeah. 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 I think it's a good time to ask my silly question. I want to ask about Top of the Pops. Okay. Oh, yeah. Get the call. How did you find, what, do you remember doing Top of the Pops for the yes. first time? Do you remember how you found out? and how you felt, because that must have been terrific. Yeah, it, it would have been more terrific if my mum was still alive, you know? Yeah. I, I think I would have liked that more because I could have sent to her, you know? But, um, yeah, and the first thing, though, when you know, and, and I don't want to disappoint people out there, but, you know, the first, when you're young and you look at the top of the pops, you go, oh, it must be great there, and everybody's tripping around, yeah. and it's... Exactly. Yeah, there's hundreds of people it is in there. Like that, isn't it? Don't there. tell me it's like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's 30 people getting pushed around by the yeah. crew. Like, and then Jimmy Savile appears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And he appeared. What? Yes. What? Me and Robert and Andy Anderson were standing at the side of like the sort of like the wings of Tom the Fox. And he was there on your one. Yes. Well, not, he didn't present it. I think he just sort of came to hang about. Hang about. Oh! He came up to me and Robert and Andy and he went, oh, uh-oh, you know, uh, you are looking 10,000% sons of Dracula. <laughs> That's his exact word. Seemed like a nice fella. Yeah. Well, at that point, God, oh. I knew somebody who worked oh. at Poly that used to go to BBC every week. And uh, so I kind of knew, you know, like John Lydon knew, I yeah. knew, you know, best to be avoided, don't get caught in a room with him. Yeah. I, yeah. I was told something mad years ago, like, I was in the, you know, when all the stuff came out about that, and the, it was like young runners on TV shows like um, Top of the Pops were told which people were 
Safety Safe coat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what we want. No, we don't. Don't know what I'm saying. Very serious. term. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. No, they they were told like because they were the runners were told like who it was okay to go into a room with like really? dressing. Yeah. So messed up that they were like rather than go let's not book that horrible person. Yeah. They were like yeah. don't go. In, you can go in there with other people, but don't go in yeah. anywhere. That person, like that was the that was the nature, that was the culture. I mean, of the um, of the time. Uh, yeah. So people yeah. knew Savile, and they're like, oh well. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Let's talk about the cure. Yeah, let's talk about. The- <laughs> 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 All right. I'm gonna watch oh yeah. No, sorry. I just got asked about Top of the Pops. Was one of the did things carry on? Did things change? Who was the one? Who's your host? And who else were you um, on I with? Think, do you remember? I think we had, I think we had, uh, what was his name? Kid, Jane, Jane. Kid, yeah, Jensen. Kid Jensen. Jensen. He was like, what, what song was this? Was this Forrest or I don't know? We did it, Forrest. Forrest was the first one. Yeah. And we were 21 because we'd just come over. 21 on top of the pops. Yeah. We were played in. I haven't um, passed my driving test. No. Me neither. Me neither. Oh, <laughs> 21. Um, we'd just played. A little tour in uh, on the east coast here, like New York and Boston and stuff. And the night in Boston, we it was Robert's twenty first birthday, so we sort of oh. went out and celebrated a little bit, and then got on the plane, kind of half cut, and he had his thumb it was all mashed up because we changed the tire on the car at about four in the morning, you know, which was not a good idea in the state we were in. And so then it's really of- sad that I know he's got a plaster on his finger in that. Am I yeah. right? God, You're I right. hate myself. You're I right. hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> I hate myself. Right. Now you know. Now you know the backstory. For I it, hate but... myself. There's people like David all over the world, but like who obviously know oh, a lot about. Oh. But I was Absolutely. also thinking, like, come like Hawley and Crawley. There's. Yeah. I was thinking, how many people like David who have got a story like your sister who goes, okay, that's a nutty thing going. There's all these stories going of like you guys when they, you know, I went to school with, I worked in the chippy yeah. where you used to oh. get your chipped. Nothing. Uh, am I a real cliche? A little no, bit. You know, you're no, wonderful. Really, because, because yours is a true story. The, the ones that worry me are the ones that tell <laughs> people stories like, oh, yeah, Snowball well. was the first, first drum kit off of me, and, that, and I know, no, you bloody didn't. Yeah. You know, no, I didn't. You know, I've never met you, yeah. you know. I know um, Plough Road, lol. Not, not many people know <laughs> Plough Road. Did you know, though, did you know that my sister was a nurse at the hospital at Smallfields Hospital right now? Well, did you know that I used to play on the roof of Smallfield Hospital when it was desolate? And, oh, yeah, and yeah. Were, you, were you playing on the roof when I had my hernia operation when I was, like, 14? This is small, Smallfield one-upmanship. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's the weirdest game I've ever watched. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something about Smallfield Hospital you might not know there, Lol. Yeah. Right, yeah. all right. So what was Gary what was Gary Biddle's mother's first name? Ah, uh, I don't know. Sorry. Barbara. Ursula. I bought I bought uh, the presents album. You did? Yeah, I did. Oh right. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so I don't know if that gives me a gains me any points, but <laughs> Yeah. You get more points if if um, well, me and Budgie have just finished an album, so that's coming out soon. But um, yeah, we just found out yesterday about that. Oh, Very nice! Good. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. David, can I ask you something? I've been thinking oh, all the God. way through this. Every time, how do you feel every time all mentions like an album, talking about an album or a song? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about that. <laughs> but do you not think, <laughs> wow? 
You're, that means yeah. nothing. Do you know what I mean? No, it doesn't mean. I, I, it means I could be that person that scares Lol. No, but what? Yeah, I know. But we're we're past that. We're past that. He's Are we past that? No, you're past that because because, you've invented this personality and started this podcast to do do this. I'll be honest, I don't recognise him through this chat. He's usually (laughs) completely different. (laughs) There are some people, there there definitely are some people who are a little scary. Have you had some wacky fans then? By and large, you know, 99.9% are lovely, you know, and they're the best. What about the nutters? are some nutters there's yeah. a few nutters i'm not going to name them but they know who they are and um yeah <laughs> that 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 can be uh scary uh, like in the, you know like in your 20s and stuff was it like did you have screaming yeah you know get to a venue screaming behind you know yeah. being held back yeah or with me not you, David, and happy, happy girl. <laughs> no, I'd say this, I'm talking to the successful musician. I've been on top of the car, banging stuff on the car. Oh, my God. People sneak, sneaking on the tour bus and hiding behind, you know, seats back on the bus. Oh, yeah, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. my God. It, it, I don't know. Oh. When, when you get in a band and all that stuff starts to happen that you read about in the papers and that, and you think, it's all true. And then you realise, yeah, it's all true, but you still got to do, like, you guys do on stand up. You still got to drive fourteen hours to the next place. Yeah, and, yeah. and may, maybe at four in the morning you'll get into a truck stop and eat something horrible. And you know, hard to keep, it's hard to keep your figure, isn't it? Well, very hard to keep your figure. Actually, I have to tell you on on the um, reflections tour. Every morning there were three people in the gym, uh, and I wonder. Uh, he'll be able to guess who they were. But I can, I can have a guess. A lovely old quiz. Okay, have a guess. Simon. Three people in the back. Simon? Yes, yes. Please get this yeah. right, David. Mm. Paul? No. Nope. Oh. Ah. That's annoying. Okay, it's going to be, a, you're going to have to edit this long, embarrassing silence. Uh, yeah. I think David's just cross with himself. No, I'm really annoyed. Yeah. What, you? Did you? Were you in the gym? Yes, me, me, me. I was that was a surprise, yeah. David. Yeah, because you know, hey, I live in California. We're all healthy here. Yeah, apart from when we one one to get. Yeah, uh, one to get. One more person to get, and it's so obvious when I say it. You'll go, oh, right. oh okay. That Not, was Budgie called oh. me from Berlin. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I've never been on a pod- podcast where that's happened. <laughs> What yeah, you want to FaceTime? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Roger. He looks, he looks like he's uh, sort of naturally. No, no, not Roger. no. felt. No. Um, Final guess, David. Oh my this god! Is, I've remember totally this lost for, the name. Remember this is for a thousand is, pounds. I've, I've completely lost the name of the drummer. It's the drummer. Yes, it is it's the drummer. drummer. Jason. 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 It's physically. Yeah. Yes. Physically. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Simon, me in the gym. Everybody else. Simon's got a cracking figure, isn't he? Oh, he's mad for cycling. Yeah, right, right. He takes the bikes on tour, everything. Yeah, I mean, you know. That, Your legs can get too big, in my opinion. If you're no, not big, just. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying your chap. I'm just I'm saying some stuff. for Simon's legs. They're <laughs> no, not I'm big, just Joe. saying, if you look at professional cyclists, they're, they're like cut and shunt. Like the legs are different no, to the right, top. Right. Too big, right. in my opinion, but.
What I wanted to ask you, my questions about comedians, right, on tour and stuff, stand-up things, I have been recently, because, yeah, I don't go to concerts or see anybody, you know, because it's like busman's holiday for me. And I know that you guys understand. I have to explain that phrase to every American. Right. Anyway, so the wife goes, you know, she's mad for any kind of band and stuff. She goes on all the shows and stuff. And then she goes, she picks out a lot of comedians and stuff. So she picked out a couple of very big comedians, so big that it could play the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. which is like 15,000 and, and big theater. Uh, and I'm looking at the stage setup and I'm thinking, so how much were the tickets? The tickets were like, well, know, how much are they earning? Are you talking oh. about that? How much? Yeah, there? yeah. Literally no I, I counted the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Their own sound system. So they didn't yep. pay for that. Nothing. There's 12 lamps. 12 you, lamps. You've, you've absolutely. Yeah. This is what me and Joe talk about. We, Whenever we see someone we, we know they're on tour, we, we work out how much they're earning that night. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you, get, <laughs> you have to pay the venue and all that, but there's no overhead. They'll Basically, take. They'll take about thirty percent of the tickets, I reckon. Oh my god, I gotta I gotta get in your job. Honestly. I always think that about bands. You've got to share it out. Like, what's anyone making? Have 30 people, thirty or forty people crewing. What's the point? Transport and you got to... you have to do eighteen months of touring just to get <laughs> well, your yeah, money. That's the way you can pay but for also, it. Also, you go you finish, you go, Thanks very much, bye, you're back in the car in under five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And off to your private jet, you know, oh, the flights yeah. are So what is the point of touring? Just to say we're still alive and we're well, still doing it. I thought that was it. how the money was made in music on the touring, wasn't it? Yes and no. I You, you don't really start to make any decent money here, here comes until you're playing like 10,000 seats up, right? What? Because so anything below that, you're not making You're just paying for the lights, you're paying for the crew. But it's promotion. And that was back in the day when people actually made records. Yeah. Right? Now there's no money in records, is there? So where do they there's make no their money? money? In records at all. So, so you've got to make money on touring. And the best way to do that is is do a handful of shows, play a few big festivals for big bucks. And that's the only way that anybody's going to make any money from it, you know? But, I mean, what about the, you know, the little bands that are kind of critically doing well? Yeah. But they're only pulling in 500 people or 1,000 people. How are they surviving? Understand they're not. I can speak exactly to that. You remember I told you about my son, the writer. Well, he's got that, of course, as well, right? So, right. And uh, he just went on his first nationwide tour of America, which sounds very exotic, but he's playing all the clubs I played 40 years ago, right? Yeah. They've just got a different name. They're still the same places. But there's three of them in a van, right? No crew. They drove 13,000 miles, played 36 shows, and if they hadn't bought their own merchandise, T-shirts and stuff with them to sell, they wouldn't have eaten, you know? Yeah. Because there is no money in it, you know? Much harder for bands nowadays, much harder. My God, um, and you must hit a point. In fact, I was talking to Lee Tung of... I'll, I'll bleep out his... Anyway, but he was saying they kind of reached their early 30s and he was single, but all the others had now had partners and were having family, baby, uh, children... Right. So he wanted to make an album. They're like, well, no, I can't at the moment because I'm sort of changing that. Like, Come on, I want to make an album. Yeah, so you get to that age where lives change and uh, how do you keep it, it going, the it lifestyle? Feels like, it feels like a small window, doesn't it, really? You have to sort of you have yeah. to nail it at the right age, yeah. which is really young, suddenly shoot through the roof, 
yeah. tour like mad and then get out before everyone changes their life. Basically. I mean, there, there comes the second part of it. I mean, because, you know, it was kind of forced on me, but it was kind of good to have it forced on me. You know, when my son was growing up, I was able to be dad because I wasn't yeah. on the road. Made I made a conscious decision that I'm not going to do anything that takes me too far out of the city for too long. And I did that up until he was a teenager, you know, and, and it worked mm. because we have a, a good relationship and I was dad, you know, I was, he knows me as dad, but it's like, mm. uh, after that, I started going on the road more. I started doing more things like that. And now I can do it. That's what I mean about being 60, right? Yeah. 60. I could do all that stuff still because I'm not, you know, I'm not losing my marbles and infirm. Well, some people might think that, but it's, um, but I don't, I don't have, you know, my, my son's getting married in a couple of weeks. So, you know, uh, he's got his own life, you know, everything happens that way. So, but it is when you're, when you're younger, I mean, that happened a bit for the cure because at some point, uh, Robert doesn't have any children, but you know, pretty much everybody, no, I don't think Roger has any, but, um, you know, Jason had children and Pearl had children and stuff. So, you know, uh, the last two I did with them, they had a, you know, like a little room, you know, backstage, not just like the band, you know, have like, you know, band and the band's kids and, you know, separate areas. You have to do that. That's the only way you can do it to take people with you. But generally, generally, and you know this because you go touring, if you're on the road and you're not doing anything, you don't have a job to do. It's really boring. Mm. It's, really boring because you never get to see anything in any town until you've been there like 10 times i think we took robert's nephews on tour once with us and his brother came with us and his brother would uh teach them from the tour bus like oh there's the coliseum we've just been reading about that in the book there it is out the window mm. you know mm. so that was good but other than that it's uh it's kind of difficult it's not really compatible with family life yeah also, when you want to feel sexy on stage, yeah, you can't. Which, you can't be thinking you know. about logistics. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Ripping my bloody shirt off here. I don't want to worry about who's where. Yeah, and, <laughs> and your kids are going, Dad. You really embarrassed us. You know. Yeah, bloody right, I did. But look at me. <laughs> look at me, I'm a god. I've got to ask. I got to. I got to ask um, Dave Kahan that. You know, because. Uh, <laughs> yeah your shirt's off and being sexy uh, yeah I couldn't take my shirt off and feel sexy ever not anymore I couldn't do it anymore I think if you're in a band David you'd put an extra shirt on wouldn't you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys it's Kayla Ewell from Directionally Challenged a podcast about realigning your internal compass new KFC chicken nuggets are finally here and you have never had nuggets like these all of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one what amazing chicken nugget 100% white meat hand breaded in KFC's original recipe order new Kentucky Fried Chicken Nuggets now available at participating KFC near you guys they're finger licking good Can I ask you three NAF questions quickly? <laughs> That's a leading question. That's really crap, but you know. Can you see how NAF they are on a scale of one? Oh, do you know what? I don't even know. Yeah, you. you must, David. This is an opportunity you of a lifetime. Know, yeah. No, because you're going to sigh and go, for God's sake, and you'll be polite and answer them. 
<laughs> yeah, but you're. But of course, he's going to think less of you. But say it anyway. <laughs> okay. Favorite Cure song, favorite Cure album, and favorite gig you ever played. I don't have. A, this is going to sound really. Um, you didn't terrible. sigh. I noticed you didn't I did. sigh. <laughs> no. I didn't say, I didn't say the favorite song I don't really have one because they all have you know different meanings but I do have a favorite album pornography is my favorite album because yeah. uh I, for me it's the most realized like coming from the three of us and, and I like faith as well but you know there's other reasons for that which is explained in my new book actually yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we got um, one coming out you got a new I, I, I do. It's funny you should ask. Yeah, you should bloody talk about it. <laughs> Halloween this year. Yeah. Look for it. It's, it has a name that begins with G, so you might figure that yeah. one out. Okay. Um, okay. And favorite gig I played. I loved playing. Uh, we, we played this thing one year, uh, 1985, with Culture Club and Depeche Mode and the last concert, the Clash I ever played in Athens in. Um, like the old Olympic Stadium, and that was insanity. Wow. You know, we had, we had to escape in a truck because they had a, a riot happened halfway through and stuff. That was good. I mean, I like those, and I like some of the South American gigs we did as well because for the same reason, you know, don't don't want anybody to get hurt, but it's it's great when there's hundred thousand people going, you know, God Almighty, nuts. You know, did you ever play with a band? who never made it and you you expected them to or you thought they should have uh, for, for for whatever reason? I, I don't know. I mean, I had a funny thing. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't really know that I think that. I, I played, you know, when I left the Cure and I've had presents for a little while there, we played at the Marquee one night and Ricky Bay's band opened for us and I didn't know. Did they? What? What, Shona Dancing? I don't know what they were called even. What was My friend like? On. Well, you know we know him. Yes, I do. This know is that. fantastic. Okay, what yeah. was he wearing? Can you remember? <laughs> I don't. I lost. I lost my friend though. How weird friend... was his hair? <laughs> it's probably very weird because because um, oh. uh, my my friend who became the guitarist in in Presence, Rob, he grew up with Ricky, so he knows Ricky very well as well. So and he does still does like music for him now and again, you know? What? And uh, Yeah, yeah. Rob Steen. Rob? Steen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Now. Yeah. Yeah, right. So me and Rob, still muckers, um, he told me, oh, yeah, you know, he was in the band opening for us, you know? I can't believe Ricky was at the marquee. What the earth did that look like? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's just sort of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Robert came to that gig as well, so he probably saw it too. Bizarre. So you know, I'm sure you can work out a few good lines from that, how you're going to just drop it in the conversation, right? Yeah, just a bit. Do you know what? It's not spoken about enough, Ricky's music career. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. It should be. Oh, my God. I really want to text him now. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> wow. Yeah, you should. Well, do you know what? I don't want to... Basically, I want you to like me, and I don't want to. <laughs> keep, I don't want to keep. Who you. says I don't? Who says I don't? You're two disembodied images, you know. From five thousand miles away. Feel nothing for us. When you're gone, it'll be you know roll on the next one. And that, yeah, I, I do have a question for Steady. you. I don't, mean, I don't mean it like that. No, um, no. 
sort of. <laughs> you have, are, are you on the, you know, the, what do they call it, the spectrum a little bit? Because you have the neatest board. Of no. Okay. Uh, what about that? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll show you mine then, because now yeah. you show me. This is my, my backyard. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. yeah. No, I really haven't. It's uh, no, David gets a lot of grief for that. That was just a one-off. I thought I'm going to change the way I am. Yeah, and uh, but in the in the, it's I'm been up there about, about a year, and it hasn't moved an inch. So <laughs> right. it's not like um, it yeah. kind of evolved or anything. That's no, that's, that's sort of a permanent. Because I started off doing the podcast with like I, I flung up a couple of gold discs, so I thought, well, that's what people expect to see, you know. Oh, don't! Oh, I've got that as well. Don't. And they don't look great, you know. They don't look great because they're, like the light pings off of it and stuff, right. and that. Nice problem. Nice problem to have, though. Yeah, I've got no. <laughs> I've got no gold discs, unfortunately. It's like I was telling somebody yesterday. We, we we were talking to one of the guys from Nine Inch Nails. He's like the youngest ever person to get, uh, you know, one of those Hall of Fame statuettes. And I said, "Well, I've got two. I said, because the first one they sent to me broke, right? And and I told them, hey, it broke. And they said, well, send it back. I never sent it back, so I got two. Nice. <laughs> Where are they? Where do you keep that kind of stuff? Uh, I, I keep it in my safe, you know. In mm. the, uh, I have a little studio, and it goes in there, you know, because that's that's the workplace. That's my appropriate place for it, you know. I don't want to – I'm not going to plaster them in front of my house. Like, yeah, no. oh, yes, actually it is me. You know, <laughs> yeah. stand next to I know, yeah, I know. Oh, no. I manage, I live, I live, and I'm not going to give any clues because there are nutters out there. Um, I live in a place that you would not. Maybe he's got his pencil out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Hang on. Have, yeah. you, have, you got, have you got your, um, your <laughs> oh, yeah. satellite thing on it? Yeah. I live in a place that nobody would expect. So oh. um, in 27 years, I've only been discovered once, you know, and it was. Oh. And then I had to kill him. I had to kill him. Buy a Cure like, fan. Buy a Cure fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but it happens because this is California, right? I'm, so if I go to the supermarket and I'm in my, you know, what do they call them, daggy tracks, you know, and I haven't shaved and I look like hell, you know, guaranteed somebody comes up and goes, aren't you? I know you. And it's like, yeah. I, only if they really know me do i say yes I, I i don't i go well you know who do you think i am you know and by that time i can sort of escape but you know i went on i went on holiday i went i went to hawaii because it was the missus birthday and our wedding anniversary and i'm sitting someplace middle of nowhere and this guy comes up and so it happens in the weirdest places yeah and then i got to the top of this mountain one time this is true got to the top of this mountain i'm standing at the top of the mountain uh, and it, walk into this little petrol station and this huge RV comes barreling in and the guy leaps out of the thing. The thing is still going. He's steering it, but he leaps out of it because he sees me and comes running over to me. His wife leant across the thing and steered the thing away from like, you know, the uh, petrol things that were going to explode if he'd hit them. And he was this mad Australian. In fact, he suddenly saw me walking to the I was like, oh my God, what's I was happening? Prepared I thought, to kill his wife in the process. <laughs> well, I was.
I've got to get this out really quickly. Okay, go on. Um, I went to the Mean Fiddler when I was 18. Oh, I know this story. Yeah. Hair, hair <laughs> done, makeup, jumpers, trainers, jeans. I was watching a band called Le Fay from Hawley. Right. Oh, yeah, okay, I know who they are. Turn round and Robert and Simon, they all walk in. This is around 1991. Yeah. So I'm 18. Yeah. Bloody hell. Bloody hell, they're over there. <laughs> and uh, I went over, as I walked out, I went, hello. Yeah. How much did he hate me in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> you know, How much would that have annoyed them in that moment? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> what a wonderful little question. <laughs> Not really prepped for that, can you? You're asking how much, how much did Robert hate you? Yeah, I, in, that, in that moment, how much would it? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the best answer because it's the truth. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, there, there's <laughs> there's many things that you know we have disagreements about, but obviously, but um, one thing I've never disagreed with Robert about is for him, and this is going to sound like you know the the party political broadcast, but it's true. The the fans come first for him. That'll do. Every Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them overstep the line. Yeah. And those ones need to be beaten. Some of them can overstep the line and they will get spanked. You know. Flipping yeah. out. Um, yeah, and we used to we used to have a head of security who was from Hawley, actually, as well, so that was kind of fun. But anyway, uh, he has always been like that. He's always realised, you know, the people that come and see you, and that's the point about going touring. I really believe this. It's like, you know, in the era of social media and we're all on the screen talking to each other and, uh, you know, you don't need to leave your house. You can stay here forever and ever, right? But music, and especially the kind of music we did, you know, you need to see it. You need to be right in front of the guys making it and you need to get it. It's like Dharma transmission. You know, you're going to get it from the people. And that's the reason if there's a reason for the fact that The Cure did so well, because the first few years, you know, first 10 years, we just toured everywhere and we were playing to people. We became like the local band in some stupid place in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest because they saw us like, you know, every six months we'd come through and play and they didn't even realize we came from, you know, thousands of miles away. So I still meet people from then. Like I did a tour for my, for my last book, I'll do a tour for this book, but I did a tour and I met all those people from like 40 years ago. They would come out of the woodwork and they're like, they're still committed, you know? Yeah. So that was... For that, that, for that touring, who was driving you as in, who who had the motivation, all of you together? Or was Robert the... Um, no, all of us. Yeah, you, know, I, you all wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the way it works. It can't work if it's just one person. No. You know, because because the you know, there's a lot of resentment comes from that. But we we would, uh, I mean, I didn't have such a great relationship with my dad, and my mum died. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? I'm mm. going to do this. This is my family. You know, this mm. is like that. That was my family, the cure for sure. And uh, so I was hundred percent committed to it. I didn't do for my whole of my twenties. I did nothing except that. That's what I did. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be able to step back from that now and look at it in that way, because, you know, I'm not in that, that bubble of it all anymore, but it, it does blow my mind a little bit to think that I had done all that stuff and been, you know, by the time I was the age, my son is now, you know, it's like, okay. yeah. 
and seriously, I feel I feel humbled and flattered by it as well at the same time. You know, it's because you can't let you know you can't let your ego get too bad because then you become Morrissey, right? Mm. And uh, and you know, he's out the road from you, isn't he? Is he out the road from you? Uh, I hope not. No, I hope not. But yeah. it probably is. Yeah. I, actually, I say that I should say nicer things about him because what. One thing about being a drummer is, right, all drummers are friends, right? It's like the Freemasons. We're all friends, right? So Morris's drummer, Brendan Buckley, is a good friend of mine. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, yeah. mess up his, his gig for him, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs up or yeah. something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I want to think about all drummers are friends for ages. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> it's like golf. Well, it's not strictly true, Joe. Well, it really? is. It is. I've just been told it. And I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. pass it's that off. You believe off everything they say, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very susceptible. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tolhurst, if I if I could talk yeah. to you like my headmaster, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yes. Honestly, it's, I don't think you'll know how much you've blown his no, mind. No, no. Well, I think you do know, but you yeah, know. it's obvious you're bright red. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite hot in there, to be honest. <laughs> By now, I would be a little. Um, it would be a little obtuse of me that if I didn't know how much it means to people, but it means the same thing to me. That was actually the reason. Well, I mean the up. same thing to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort I of. talk about you in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And um, my <laughs> when <laughs> when we when we did the the Hall of Fame thing, and that Robert wrote to me and he said, "What do you think about this?" And I said, "I think we should do it because." Uh, I said, all those people that live in the little towns in the Midwest that got chased by the jocks and the metalheads because they had sticky up hair and funny things. And I said, yeah. they will laugh because it's like, for them, it, it, it's validation, right? And he was like, oh, I'm not sure. It just seems like this other thing. I said, no, trust me. It's it's like, it's I've lived it 25 years at that time. They will love the fact that you do it. And so we did it. And it was funny because Trent Reznor, inducted us you know and i i suggested trent should do it and when he got on stage his speech is he, he said yeah growing up in pennsylvania looking at all these wheat fields and stuff and the cure came on college radio that was you know the best thing that happened for me to escape you know yeah. that thing i looked at robert i was like yeah see that's yeah yeah, yeah. Told you. that's that's the thing so to me um if there's if there's no audience out there, if there's nobody that appreciates it or even connects with it, because that's the whole point. It's about connecting and it's about, you know, people always used to say, this is going to sound a bit uh, dark, but there again, you know, this is the cure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People would see some of the songs and some of the lyrics and say, oh, you know, that's probably why he did himself in or he did that. And I said, no, that's not it at all. Everything that people tell me is at their low points, if they had something to hold on to, if it was a song that we did or whatever, that's helped. And that's, that's, that's for me, is the reason for doing anything like that. It's, it's like to show some solidarity because, you know, otherwise, you know, you're on here for a, a little, I'm going to get a bit poetic. No, I'm not. Um, no, go on. We have, we've, no, but we're here for 70 you know, maybe 80 or 90 years and that, and we go out the same way we came in and that. It's about connections. It's always about connections. It's about like, okay. It's like I said to you at the beginning, you know, wear the big long great coat and you have the album under your arm. They can see it. It's like the connection. So that's what people make. And I saw that 
it still works the same. I saw that, you know, I went see my my son's band in a couple of places, you know, and they were playing the same places. And I watch people's faces. I don't watch the band. I watch people's faces and seeing, you know, mm. how they're getting into it and what what it's doing for them. And that's what's important about it. And that's what's always been important about it for me. Yeah. Okay. That seems like a great place to end, it does, doesn't it? Lovely little dovetail. Well, actually, I've got another 15 questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're no. all as good as the others. <laughs> Brilliant. I think I've done bloody well here, You've Joe. done ever so well. You should be I thought, yeah, yeah. When, when did you see the light of day, then? Oh, this will be out in a, in a couple of weeks, I reckon, wouldn't it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Petra will send you when, when it's coming out, if you want to have a, a listen yeah. to... We want to you know, advertise it and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, please, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's been a, uh, oh, you know. Thank you so much for doing this. Brilliant. It, 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 was, it was really nice for me to do as well, to be back on this side of it. Because, yeah, I've been doing your, your guys' yeah. stuff for a while and that. That's hard. That's hard to think about it. You know, I'm all right talking about myself, but i got to talk about you, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, imagine talking about us to you. God, that would be a waste of it. God, I could have got really nerdy, really nerdy, and I wasted that opportunity. Doesn't matter. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Always <laughs> <laughs> Christmas edition. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do the Christmas edition. <laughs> yeah. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet we'll you. See you, see you later. Bye. Bye. guys it's kayla yule from directionally challenged a podcast about realigning your internal compass new kfc chicken nuggets are finally here and you have never had nuggets like these all of the delicious kfc flavor you love in one what amazing chicken nugget 100 white meat hand breaded in kfc's original recipe order new kentucky fried chicken nuggets now available at participating kfc near you guys they're finger licking good